Brian wraps it back, connected. Connected, passes shot, they score! Oscar Lindblad buries it! And the power play goal ties this game in. This is episode 43 of the Liberty All. I'm Danny Deemer here with Chris Stompo. How are you, Dan? I'm all right. It's, it's the funeral episode. It is. It yeah, is. We wish our first year goodbye. It was fun. So much fun. And to everyone that was sending us those nice messages at the end of the year, we appreciate all of you. Got so much love for all of you. Yeah, and, as soon uh, as the game ended, we had a couple people just, yeah. just shouting us out, which is awesome to see our first year doing this. Even though it was an extended year. Like, <laughs> right now we should be in year two. It was like a but... <laughs> year 1.5. Like, it was like year and a and a half, kind of. But yeah. It's all one year. It's all love. We absolutely love doing this, and it's only going to go up from here. For sure. We're so excited for year two of the Flyers, year two of all of this. The articles, like, it's all, just more to yeah. come. And uh, let's get right into Chuck Fletcher's immediate quotes that he came out with this morning. They're really interesting. They are. He had a couple interesting quotes today. And uh, it it seems like the Flyers are going to be patient this offseason because the the cap is going to be flat because of the whole COVID thing. There's not too much revenue coming in. So the cap is kind of going to remain the same. We'll get into that. Yeah. But um, I was off like six beers, like, bring in Pasolani. Bring him in. Bring bring all these fucking snipers in. Like, we need goal scorers. But now that I have – now that I'm sober and – thinking about it i yeah there's i don't think he's gonna make a big move i mean he already came out and said in the the press conference that he's not gonna make a big move probably a couple of minor moves and he really believes in he really believes in what he has in, in the system he really believes that these young kids can can make a difference and build which is exciting it's, it's good to see so his uh one quote about the defensive depth he said he's just gonna look in-house for that much like what he said with the fours as well yeah. Uh, he said he's looking for York and Zamula in particular, long term. Those two guys, and that's exciting, especially to see York's name first. Yeah, it's great to see York's it's, name. It just goes to show. I mean, it was it's uh, Fletcher's first guy here. Yeah, that he, it's his yeah, first draft pick. Yeah, his first top guy here. Yeah. So you know he, he views him highly. We view him highly, uh, even as well. You had the stats off the top of your head, right? What was it? Five goals, eleven assists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he finished third in the uh, NCA in freshman scoring, even though he missed games and i'm pretty sure he missed a couple games because he went to the world juniors i don't know if he missed some college teams for that but yeah the kid's a machine the kid's gonna be a really good player I mean, I'm, I'm looking at york to be our power play one quarterback for until i'm 35 <laughs> like, i'm seriously like, the kid's gonna be a stud shout out uh jamie Baskow for that interview with york that he did awesome lately interview. yeah york saying he's uh just a 200 foot defenseman that just wants to make the players around him better like that's what he does he, yeah I, he just has a solid overall game smooth smooth skating defenseman doesn't doesn't pop out at you with obviously with his stature but he makes the the hockey iq plays that makes up for the height and the weight difference which is what you need if you're a smaller guy like Ghost. I mean, that's that's what Ghost is missing in his game, is really hockey is. IQ and the the little things that he just doesn't do that York does. Now I'm not saying York is better than Ghost right now, but what I'm saying is I York is going to be an absolute stud, and it, it's good to see that he's already getting a look, possibly in the NHL. He's already kind of getting called at to to possibly make a difference next year. So I can definitely, I would probably put money on you, us probably seeing York towards the end of the season next year, like after his, yep. after his sophomore campaign in Michigan. Yeah, he's probably gonna after that year wraps up. I really see they, him signing his ELC. He's gonna uh, probably maybe even join the Phantoms for a little bit, yeah. a little playoff run, and oh could easily 
see, it's kind of hard to say he'd be on the Flyers because, like, in years where the Flyers would be mediocre, at the end of the year, they would always call up those guys for, like, a game or two. Yeah. I feel like now, like, if we're competing for a playoff spot. It's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. one or, uh, like, two spot in the Metro next year. He might not get those end-of-game looks, but, I mean, maybe with extreme injury. Uh, who knows? If he, like, just lights it and he yeah, just looks ready. It's so hard to say I'm not now. counting him out. Absolutely yeah. not. I would not count York Alford for any of that. So, Absolutely. A uh, little little bit of a down stat here we from Chuck Fletcher. We played the Isles 12 times this year. They beat us nine and scored three or more in every single game. They are a heavy team, and we did not handle that well. But we also made things hard on ourselves at times. What is Absolutely. up with the fucking? Why can't we beat the island? I, I don't know. Even in the regular season, like just couldn't beat them. If we had a four goal lead, I'm still shaking. Yeah, I I I don't know what it is about the fucking Islanders. Their bottom six is fast. The bottom six is good. Like Pajot is their three C. Like he's a two C on most teams. Like he's probably a top six forward on most teams. Their bottom six was just faster more skilled than the Flyers' bottom six. It's, it was just pretty apparent. Flyers could have used a guy like Pajot. And I, I said to you before Absolutely. this episode that I think that was the difference in the series. Like, at the trade deadline, they went out and got an actual 3C that can contribute, maybe even, like, a 2C disguised as a 3C. Yeah. And we went out and, listen, I'm not, like, throwing dirt on anyone, but we got guys that aren't scorers. We got guys that aren't game changers, not difference makers. I mean, we, the we, guy, got, we, we got fundamental penalty killers. Yeah. We got fundamental guys. We Get got, the puck yeah. in deep. Yeah. They got a goal scorer. I think that was the difference. I really do. Yeah, their bottom six was just better. I mean, the guy that we traded for heading into the playoffs got scratched last game. So, Grant just didn't Grant didn't play. He, um, he, he was... Invisible. In, yeah, invisible. Yeah. Like, I, I was trying to think of another word. Was, but. 100%. We, I mean, we... Gave JVR shit. The Flyers fan base gave JVR shit throughout the playoffs, but then he really started to pick it up after the "put your big boy, big boy pants on" comment by AV, which I think lit a fire underneath JVR. Which he he looked really good after that. He he, he really did. Can I add something to that? Yeah. See, I noticed like around the time he made those comments, he put the, he put actual lines together. Like he put Giroux back with the guys he's been playing with the last ten years. He put JVR on a line that actually worked for him and not in the bottom six. And we'll get into AV in a little bit because we have a lot of questions. I mean, we're not ready to can the guy or anything. Oh, no, no not. I still love the dude. Still riding with him next year. But it's not. But, it's not wrong with questioning what he did yeah, towards the end. Especially the challenges. Those yeah. challenges were awful, atrocious, awful. man. Especially that last one. When if I'm watching the replay and I'm like, don't challenge that. Don't challenge it. How does the video guy give you the green light? I mean, like, it's... if I'm sitting on my fucking couch with a beer in my hand and I'm I'm screaming on the top of my lungs, do not challenge that fucking play, and he's like, yeah, 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 challenge that one. Buddy. We knew it. We knew. Braun pushed the guy in the net. It, it, like, dude, the the was it, it was game five. We were up three nothing, and they came back and tied it three three. Then we won it overtime. Right, that that challenge was one of the worst challenges I have ever seen. Like seriously, like I looked at my dad. And I was like, you have to be 100% sure that this is offsides to make that challenge. You have to. No, it was, goal, it was goal uh, goalie interference. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of another challenge. You have to be 100% sure that's goalie interference. 100%. Because if not, they're going on a fucking power play right after right after scoring three goals on you. All the momentum. And if we would have if, if we lost that game towards the end of the third period... AV would have gotten blown up, but we didn't. He like he he got saved by Hart. Twice, Hart saved twice. him. Remember the other game where yeah. he um he challenged the goal with like two minutes ago in the third. It, it, it was like deja vu. It was deja. It was. 
It was how many fucking times are you gonna get a challenge wrong? A, a, like close challenge. Like it's not like any of the challenges that he threw out there were close. I mean, were were by a long shot gonna go in his favor. They were all like, dude, like this is a challenge you make in the first fucking period oh, yeah. of a f- regular season game, not a playoff game when they just scored three goals to tie it up. Like they have all the momentum. I. And that's bad. How do you if make the that fans call? realize that, that's yeah. not good. Like, but it's he did. Just not. He did admit that he was wrong. At after that, but the one offsides play that he challenged that like, he got wrong. I remember like a couple days after there was like a, a zoomed in picture. That, that was offsides. Off no, that one it, was offsides. But it was too close. Is, is, is what I'm saying. Like, the Twitter people had to zoom in like 16 times to get the right call. Like the the video people aren't gonna fucking see that. Obviously, they didn't see that because it was too close. They didn't have enough evidence to overturn. It's like an NFL, it's like an NFL thing. Like you, didn't, not enough conclusive evidence to overturn. It, it was a terrible challenge by AV. Awful. I, I'm gonna be honest right now. We won the Montreal series. I don't think we should have won the Montreal series. Why we got outplayed the entire time. We got they scored more goals in the series than we did. Carter Hart's the reason why we made it to round two. And I mean, I saw Carter Hart's the reason we also went to a game seven. Yeah, Carter Hart literally. You have the stat right there. The team throughout the entirety of the playoffs scored 20, yeah. scored two an average of two goals per game and still made it. To, they still won seven playoff games and made it to a game seven. Like they've played thirteen games. Yep. With like you should not even make it to thirteen games no. if you score two per game. Two That's just games. a testament Absolutely to how good Carter Hart is. And I actually have his stats right here, and I want to list them off. So Carter Hart in fourteen games played had a nine and five record. Uh, a 2.23 goals allowed average and a .926 save percentage with two shutouts. That is ridiculous. I, the fact that yeah. he went 9-5 and five is is so bad. If you look at these numbers and then you see 9-5, and five, like, that doesn't add up. Like, if a goalie <laughs> plays that good, he should have more wins than that. 100%. Like, it's I think the only good two thing, shutouts. The only the good thing you could take away from these playoffs is... Carter Hart's the answer. Like, he's going to be the guy for the next 10 years. And that's the most important thing of all. 100%, which I'm glad that we can say that is what we took out of this, is that. Sanheim and Myers looked good in the Montreal series. They looked rattled in the the Islanders series. They looked like they were second-guessing every chip play, dumping, Especially breakout. Sanheim. Especially Sanheim. Yeah, Sanheim looked lost. Towards the end of the Islanders series, I actually thought Myers was playing really well. And I just thought Sanheim was... Was atrocious. I really did, and and like I love Sanheim. Yeah, I think he'll bounce back just oh, 100%. fine. Oh, one hundred percent. And um, but I think like you were saying, the biggest takeaway: Carter Hart is the answer. And not only that, Ivan Provorov is it's, clutch. Yeah, I was just gonna get to him. He's yeah. a beast. He logs thirty-eight minutes in a game and still looks like the freshest player out in the. He's ice like a smaller Victor Hedman, bro. He's seriously Hedman. <laughs> like he's like a mini. He, he, obviously, he's not as good. Yeah. But I, I mean, but just the hair, just how he shows up. His like stature. He's an his over, importance. Overtime machine is circled right here. I mean, he assisted on the one o- overtime goal, and then he sent us to Game Seven in the other one. Like, he just, I mean, he had a, he had a really nice overtime goal in our regular season against Montreal between the legs against Domi. Like he just shows up in overtime. He's just one of those players, and yep. it's awesome. It's and, awesome. And but, like just to see him and uh, Hart yeah. being like the two just. Top performers, really, outside of like Kevin Hayes, the top performers are Hart and Provorov. One hundred percent, and that is amazing because those two like are part of your spine. It's like Coots, Provy, Hart. That's your like one, two, like your yeah. main guys on all fronts. So like that's good. Like the the, the core guys that are going to be here for the next ten years were the only bright spots, except 
for Travis Connect. Yes. We're and now we, we, right we now. have a question from um, at LedZep33. He said, what happened to TK Brutal? We'll just get right into TK yeah. right now. It annoys me. Listen to this. And I, I pulled this yeah, up because yeah. th- this frustrates me. This really frustrates me. Yeah. Anthony Bavillier had 18 goals, 21 assists for 39 points. He had 39 points. So th- this guy is not on TK's caliber, right? Yeah. He has eight goals in the playoffs so far. He's 23 years old. Same age as TK. Had about 38 points. Had, I'd say, six or seven, eight less goals than TK in the regular season. Has eight. In yeah. the playoffs. And Zero Islanders fans goal. think he's not playing good. Bavilia, and he has eight goals. I saw Islanders fans giving Everly shit. Like, like they were like, let's sit him. Let's I sit saw him. that, too. I'll take him. He was playing like Gretzky against yeah. us, yeah. bro. Put him in my fucking bottom six. I'll take him. Put him in Grant's spot. Put him in Thompson's spot. I'll take Everly. You're going to complain about him. Fuck. But with TK, 16 games played, zero goals. Zero goals. We're the biggest TK fans, and but he deserves to get called out. You are... You were the leading goal scorer of the team. You're the guy. Like, You're the we dude. Said this before you signed the a contract yeah. this offseason. You held out. And I'm not saying, oh, but he held out. Like, he has to, like, you signed a big contract. Dude, like, you signed the contract to show up for zero fucking goals. Like, come on, man. It's not even It's not even the contract. No, it's not me. the contract. But, it's, like, I'm just yeah. mentioning that he signed it, like, he signed it this same year. And he came into this season, fresh contract. Lit up, it up. Not in the back of his head. We called a TK breakout year. Yeah, lit it up in the right. He did. He had a breakout he year. Did. He did. He was the leading goal scorer of the team. And then playoff, he just, I thought he was hurt. I was waiting for uh, TK's getting surgery in a week. You kept He's saying fine. that. Yeah, you kept saying that. And He's it, fine. You, like, had me convinced. I was like, yeah, I thought that has that, to be it. Yeah, that black shot. remember that one time I was like, bro, I don't know. I've seen him get, like, breakaways yeah. and just not put them yeah, in. Yeah, no. It like, was, he's it, gotten the... Was it, like, game two against Montreal he blocked that shot or something like that? Yeah, it looked... And then he had to, like, he, like, yeah, limped off. Yeah. I we, thought I thought he I thought he broke his foot. I thought he sprained his foot. I don't know what he did, but I definitely thought he was... He's fine. Yeah, Chuck You're, Fletcher would have mentioned it. Today. The only two players that he mentioned was Albe Kubel and Roth. Roth. And Roth... <laughs> The sprained high ankle, and he was buzzing out there. Absolutely, buzzing. I love that guy. Absolutely buzzing. Love that. Guy. Him and Pitt like better be back next year. Dude, seriously, one hundred percent. They are locks for a bottom six on my hockey team any day of the week. But TK, sixteen games played, zero goals, seven assists, seven points. Like TK, I love, I love you so much. But like, <laughs> his biggest highlight was the face he made. Yeah, I forget to who it yeah. was because like it doesn't matter. Like, like I'm surprised Islanders fans didn't didn't give us shit for that. More shit than, like, if it was the other way around, I know I would have. Like, if Bavillier made a face to us and then we won game seven, I would have, like, I would have went. Like, he has no goals. Like, Zero I, goals. Yeah. Zero goals. Islanders fans probably fucking laughing at La- that. Yes, yeah, it's, it's terrible because he's making a face at them. Like, dude, you have zero goals. Like, what, like, why are you talking shit? You have no room to talk shit. This is the one time that TK in his career can't talk shit. You have zero fucking goals in the playoffs, dude. Joel Faraday is a rookie. Joel Faraday is a rookie and had three goals. He looked better than TK. Easily. He should have had more than five points. Faraday played 12 games, had three goals, two assists with five points. And there, he had opportunities how, where he just couldn't elevate times? the puck. He had opportunities where the goalie would just make good saves. How many times did he 2010 Jeff Carter it just into the dude's pads? Like, like just in the on the doorstep. He He's was electric. Rookie. He's a rookie. Like, he was in the spot. That's what I'm looking at. Like like we said before we pressed record, he was in the spot. And as long as he's there, like he knows that he needs to be there, he's just going to start yeah. popping. He's not, he's, like we said, he's not afraid rookie. to get his hands dirty. He kind of like, no. he plays like Pitlick, 
but just has a lot more skill. So much more skill. Yeah, yeah. but like the way he's just not afraid to like, yo, I'm gonna just go into these corners and I'm gonna come out with the puck. Like the thing I love about what he Farabee did get bodied does, a couple times though. He did get knocked around. I'm just about yeah. I'm just about to say that. The thing I love about Farabee, one thing is when the goalie goes to play the puck, he's in on the goalie and he, he will he will poke check the guy. And um, I think with Farabee, what I saw with him a lot is he got killed a couple times in the playoffs, Bam. but every single time he did. The following period or a couple shifts later, I saw him playing hard as shit. Like I remember that one game I texted you. I was like, yo, fair. It was in overtime. I was like, he's playing his heart out. And it was the game he got murdered. Yeah, he's uh, just that, one of those guys. Hit. Yeah, that, I mean, that should be uh, a suspension. Yeah. That was a terrible yeah, if you're going to suspend Niskanen, come on, that could have broken his fucking shoulder to goal. the head. Like, it was just a blatant shoulder to the head, but whatever. Joel Fairby is just one of those guys that you look at and you, just, you, you need one of those guys on your hockey team. He's just... I'm so excited for year two, full year Farabee. I think like, he's the perfect new age NHLer. Yeah, like quick just, release, not afraid to get his hands dirty in the two playoffs. Way game, just, fast little guy. He's 19 years old in AV. I mean, he's 20 now, but he was 19 years old in the regular season, and AV trusted him to play. A lot of most of the series, most yeah. of the season. I am ecstatic. Remember that one play he made for uh, year two, one Islanders game. We talked about it a lot. Um, when he opened up the play for Hayes to go in, yes, on the breakaway yes, when he the, like the stick check, just just, just smart hockey just IQ. Smart, yeah. the pu- he could have easily tried handling the puck, doing something with the puck, but he said, "No, I'm just gonna let the puck yeah. stay under me, lift the guy's stick." Just his eyes, he has not great hockey a 19, IQ. 19, 21, uh, 19, 20 year old kid is gonna do in the playoffs when the puck's right there. Like they're gonna try, like like you said, like they're gonna try to get the puck, maybe get it, make a move, make like Fairview locked them up. Hayes took it, 2-1-1, buried the goal. Just a smart hockey IQ for a young kid. He is going to be so fucking good, dude. You're, dude, next two years, he makes less than a million dollars. He's awesome. He's like the, the golden ticket. Like, if he really starts to snap next year, making that that little money, that's a... It's a very, very dangerous therapy, dude. I, I'm, a, I'm so excited to see him play. There's another guy that's kind of a, a golden ticket, too, in his own right. Morgan Frost. Morgan I mean, Frost. dude, I, I guess that's like controversial to say, but like, it's, it's... <laughs> it always is. I guess I don't know. I, I guess it's just because he's the number one prospect. But um, let's get into him though. Let's just talk about yeah, him. Yeah, I'm gonna pull up this Chuck Fletcher quote right now. He said, uh, "Frost is very skilled and brings a lot of upside." That said, there are things he needs to improve: play without the puck, decision making on when to make a play, or live to fight the next battle. Needs to add strength. Ab strength, in particular, would help Morgan. I, like we agree with those things 100%. for the most part. I mean, I think that's the the case with any like small rookie player. I think I think Joel um, Ferry needs to bulk up too. Like, yeah, he Joel uh, Ferry just has a better two way game, and we we mentioned that on the pod multiple times. Yeah, but, I mean, like I, what this showed me is that, um, they they were just being patient with him, yeah. and we knew that after the round robin when we saw Bunneman playing instead of him. But like this shows me that if he just like it w- next year won't be like this year. If he has a good camp, he'll play 82. Yeah. If he's healthy. I mean, Chuck Fletcher came out and said that he's not making any big moves and he wants to to build the team within. And if Patrick, which we don't know what's up with Patrick, if he can't play next year, Frost is probably going to be the three C or he's going to be the one C with I don't know, I don't know if he's, he's going to be playing with Giroux and TK again because that line was absolutely disgusting to watch. It was I would a pay, treat pay every to time it. they touched the ice. It was absolutely disgusting. Don't know where he's going to slot in, but yeah, I, Morgan. It's time to see Morgan Frost. It's time to get a full look at him. 
to see what he can do. And we do. will. Yeah, you will. Yeah, you we will. have to. He's a number one prospect. He's a number one prospect for a fucking reason. Like he's going to be a good player. And it's it's on Frost like yeah. I expect he'll put in that work. I, now, I if know he doesn't, he now if he comes out next year and he looks shitty in training camp and he doesn't look good in the regular season when he gets his chances, then I'm going to be like, "All right, what the fuck's up with you, bro? Like you're 21 Red years flags, old, 22 sure. years old. Like you need to start you need to start producing." But next year is when he's going to get his first long look. I don't think he looked bad this year with his 20 games. I think he should have played more than he did. I think he should have at least gotten a round robin. I, I truly do. I just don't maybe understand just, how. Maybe I mean, even dude, exhibition. The Dallas Star player who scored three goals in that fucking game to send them to the fucking Western Conference Final played 11 games in the regular season, and he played in Game 7. Now, I'm not saying Frost would have made a huge difference in the games. They had a lot of injuries, though. That's they did. They did. But he still played. And he scored like that shit can happen like at any moment like Bonneman could have scored like two goals you know you didn't see Bonneman at all towards the end of there like I'm not just saying we should have seen Frost because he's a number one prospect and you want to see him play and just see what he could possibly bring because he's a very skilled player and he could have brought maybe a fucking goal in Game Seven because we scored zero but that's just me. Maybe even just some offense. Like we went out bad in Game Seven. We barely even got the puck on the net. Yeah. I remember seeing. Remember we were. It was like third period. We had like ten or twelve shots. It, it is. It was a heavy, heavy series, and I, we were worn down. Yeah, and I don't think Frost. Maybe he wouldn't have held up in that kind of series. Maybe he would have. I don't know. We don't know. But, but that—that's what we were saying. Yeah. Like we were like. We don't know, but fuck, what we have is not working. <laughs> so <laughs> you scored zero not? goals in game seven. Yeah, so like, your bottom not? six has done absolutely nothing. Nothing. So, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's weird because I definitely wanted him to play. The top I, six did nothing at all get, either. The top also, six didn't do shit. I'm sorry to cut you off again, but the top nah, six didn't I mean. do anything either. I mean, Drew had fucking one goal. I mean, the top six did everything, but it wasn't much. No. Everything yeah, is, yeah. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did exactly. everything, but it wasn't. Much. Like I saw yeah. a, a stat like in the middle of the Islanders series that the, the Flyers were on the Flyers top six was on the ice for eight and nine goals. Cool, dude. Like, I, I don't give a fuck. Drew had one fucking goal in the playoffs. TK had zero. You yeah, have to bad. hold him accountable. Like if we're gonna hold Thompson JVR and two? Grant, yeah, that's still bad. No, I said TK. No, I'm saying JV, uh, uh, JVR too, right? Yeah, I think that's so. still bad. Like yeah. I, that's still bad. How much does he make? Seven million dollars. Yeah, that's still bad. I, I hate bringing up the fucking money and shit, but like you have fuck, to. Bro. It's a salary cap league. Yeah, uh, we're going to hold Thompson and Grant accountable. They didn't do shit. Like, they didn't do anything. Grant got fucking benched last game. But I'm also going to hold my top six accountable. Drew, you had one goal. TK, you had zero. JVR, you had fucking two. The guys who really carried it were were fucking Kevin Hayes, who just signed a contract with us this year. He had fucking four goals, nine assists for 13 points in 16 games. Can I snap real quick? Yeah. Maybe not snap. I, I, I just got, I got to like rant a little bit. Because we were talking about this and it, it kind of frustrates us. People like when you make like when we when we have made criticisms on Nate Thompson, Derek Grant, and maybe even Robert Haig, like we have people flooding our mentions, thinking that because we are placing some blame, it's like we're not saying like the reason why we've yeah. lost this series because of Thompson. Like we just say, oh, he had a bad play, he was terrible tonight, or something like that. We get attacked, and then people automatically assume us. Like we're putting it all on them. No, we're not. And we're not putting any blame on the top six. When in reality, like we go on our timeline, like you'll see bad turnover by Myers, bad by Sanheim, and then yeah, we had, we mentioned Hagen Thompson. They played bad. We've also mentioned that Giroux had to step up. We also mentioned where's TK. Like it's 
It's the whole team. It's yeah, like, it's the whole like, team. Fuck, Jason Kelsey type. It's the whole fucking team. It, it the is. whole team didn't do shit. Like if if you like if we're blaming Thompson for like because he uh was on the ice for a goal against, it doesn't mean I'm saying he's the reason why the Flyers are a train wreck at scoring goals. Just saying he didn't fucking yeah, help. Yeah, I'm just yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he didn't like, help. He didn't help the cause neither the grant. Like he got benched last game. Like he just fuck. Like sorry. Like it, Carhartt and Provorov were, were like the only consistent yeah. players the like Voracek was, was phenomenal in the uh Montreal, Montreal series kind of fizzled out. He was he was phenomenal in the Montreal series. He was awesome in the first half series of the the Islanders and he just fizzled out towards the fizzled end. Fizzled out. Lawton was a guy who was on fire in the round robin, fizzled out until like game 5 of the Islanders series then was lights that. Bro, out. Nate Thompson looked like Kucherov in the fucking uh in the round robin games. The top right. So did Albe Kubel. Remember, remember Albe <laughs> yeah. Kubel was burying goals against the Lightning. I don't. Yeah, dude. I still love playoff Albe hockey. Is just a different. Uh, it's, it's different. It's I, that Barry Trot shit. Dude. Yeah, it is. I'm happy that Sanheim and Myers got that playoff look because Sanheim did play in the playoffs in that Penguin series in 2018, but I don't even fucking count that. That wasn't even a real playoff. It doesn't even count as playoff <laughs> no. experience. That shit I was count brutal. this as Sanheim's first real playoff hockey experience, and he did look razzled. And now, are we ready to completely give up on Sandheim and 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 ship him off? No, absolutely not. No, not at all. He got razzled. He will bounce back. He's a young kid. He has the tangibles to be really fucking good. And he just got razzled. They they both did. First first time in the playoffs, it, it happens. But they looked really good in the the Montreal series. They did. They did. They were the bright spots. Them and Provorov were the the bro- Niskanen wasn't. We'll get no. into him later. But no. he got better as time went on. But he did. He did. But um, it do you is Giroux on decline? Gotta be right. Yeah. Yeah. Like you think? Now, all right. Here, here's an interesting one for you. If he comes out next year and he still looks like like declining a little bit, yeah. How how would you feel? Also, how about this? Would you be mad if he came out next year? And was just on fire, and you were I mean, you, like, "Where was this in the playoffs?" <laughs> would I be mad if he did that? No, I, I, all right. I guess you wouldn't be mad, but would you be like, "Yo, what the fuck, bro?" Maybe. Would you yeah. be Would you be a little bit more mad about this performance? I'll say. Yes, one hundred percent. Because the what was the fucking series called that started out the season that that like uh, behind the glass behind the glass thing? I mean, he's driving in his car. To, he's like, "I don't give a there fuck about no personal stats. Like, I'm here to win." And he just didn't show up in the playoffs. I mean, he. He turned it after up after game four. He, he turned it up it, after yeah. game four. Don't get me wrong, but it was like, dude, a little bit too late. <laughs> like we're down three one in the series. Now you're just playing catch up. But uh, yeah, yeah. No, I I, no. I I don't think you'll. I don't think you're normal if 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 Jeru snaps in the beginning of next year and you're like, damn, dude, like you couldn't do this for us fucking in the playoffs last year, like when we're in game seven against the Islanders and we could have went to the Eastern Conference Final and played Tampa. Like he's never been. A goal scorer, but he's always been explosive. Like he's always been a guy to just break through. Whether it's in a, a game-changing assist, yeah. um, maybe even like a highlight reel goal. But like he's obviously not the guy I expect. Like puck goes to him, he's just gonna like absolutely Ovechkin the thing. Like he's the type of guy to change a game by being explosive. And I just didn't yeah. see too much explosiveness. He looks slower now. Do I think he's on the decline? Maybe a little bit, but I still think he's a good player. Like I still think he can uh, produce no, for us. Of course. Like, I mean, like I said, I mean, him, Frost, and TK earlier in the season were, was an absolute treat to watch. Maybe try that again. Him, Couturier, and Konechny, when AV threw them back, 
as a line in Game 7 because they played in the regular season and they were actually pretty good together. So I guess he was just kind of like rekindle some magic with that. Trying we, to. We saw a lot of lines in this playoffs that we never saw. Yeah, but we saw Drew with Grant. Uh, bro, is it any coincidence? <laughs> is it any coincidence that the games that Giroux played better in, that we think Giroux like actually showed up in, were the games where he wasn't playing with Grant for 13 minutes at night? Like that—that's a criticism on. Like, there's, trust me, there's still criticism on Giroux for that. Yeah. But that also goes on AV and NG, yeah. I think. And the and the criticism that goes with Thompson and the, and everybody who's given him shit. Dude, like AV is the one deploying him 14 minutes against a game. Barzell. Against Barzell. That's why we're mad. Like, like, why the fuck is he up against Matthew Barzell? Why is Sean Couture? I mean, I, maybe AV is just trying to to put that Thompson line against Barzell to to give his top line a better look against another line. But after getting hemmed in the zone for like two games with that Thompson line, maybe switch it up a little bit and put your one C against the dude who's absolutely destroying us every time he touches the fucking puck. Every time Matthew Barzell touched the puck, I was scared it was going to end up in the back of the net. He did, Same he, with did, he, did whatever, he did whatever he wanted. He did. Matthew Barzell did whatever he wanted with the puck. He looked like he was playing in a fucking development camp game. Just circling around the fucking offensive zone. It was disgusting. It was disgusting to watch, dude. It was absolutely disgusting. He's good. He's not that fucking good. I'm sorry. He's not that fucking good. Hey, they're, down, they're down 2-0 in the series against Tampa right now. Like, oh, we'll get into that later. <laughs> he's not that fucking good, dude. It, it was absolutely disgusting. I mean, that game seven was gross. Like, I don't even want to talk about it. I know we have to. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that game. It was just That was just gross fucking hockey. Never in a million years would I thought we would show up and not score a fucking goal. Disgusting. Not only that, it would be different if it was like, Grice actually was standing on his head, but we no, just put we nothing just didn't on. Do we just died. Like we just died. Uh, we just. We how just do you faded. die after forcing a game seven? Like how do you not score a goal, bro? Blows my fucking mind. Let's talk about Limblom real quick, cause that's another bright spot. Dude, incredible story. Incredible human being. Dude, just like an amazing person, dude. That the whole story. I mean, just to see him in warmups was. Like no words for it, just that that action alone. But the fact that he even played in games and, and actually look looked, bad. yeah, he looked. Good. He was driving play at <laughs> times. He was did. winning board battles. His first game that he played, he had a nice little. He was in the slot in the offensive zone. He was battling on the boards. I think he kind of gave up on the not gave up, but he kind of like came back off the forecheck a little bit, and the puck came out to him, and he just made one move to the right, and then like backhand pass to the slot, and it was a nice little. Nice little yeah. slap shot, I think, by I NAK that. or something like that. And I was like, damn, the kid hasn't played hockey. The kid just rang this cancer bell, like, a month ago. And is like, he... Dude, I don't even... No words for that kid. Like, zero words for that kid. Seriously. Absolutely fucking amazing. Such a warrior, Warrior. Dude. Awesome. Awesome stuff. I'm very excited to get a, a full year of healthy Oscar Lindblom next for year. For sure. Just an amazing story. Wish it could have went on and into the Eastern Conference Final, but trust me, Oscar Lindblom's gonna have a lot yeah. of chances to make That's the that's the biggest win of them all is just having him back playing hockey games. It really is. It, it, it's it really at the end was. of the day, that's the biggest win of them all. One hundred percent. It's bigger than a game, you know? It is bigger than a game. Like, like not even seeing him out there for a hockey standpoint, just seeing him out there as like a person standpoint. Like the kid's doing what he loves. You know what I mean? Like, that's what brings yeah, him smiling. the most joy, is being around his best friends, Robert Haig, 
and playing hockey is what he loves to do. And the fact that he's able to do that again after going through what he went through is fucking awesome. I'm so happy for the kid. I really am. I really am. You want to get into some questions? Yeah, let's get into some questions. You want me to pull them up? Yeah, pull them up. All right. Um, Jamie Martinez first, our guy. Jamie. He said, of course the end goal is the Stanley Cup, but besides that, would you consider this season to be a success? This was great playoff experience for our younger guys. Some people think the only way a season is successful is if they win a championship. P.S. I am not one of those people. Jamie, 100% this was a, a successful season, I think, personally. I mean, we, we said it in June of last year. We said it during Game 7. While we were down 4 nothing. we were literally like, like, this sucks, they're going out bad, but this is a success. 100%. When we, like I just said, we said it back when we first started the podcast. We, were, we said it. We can go back and listen to it. If we said if we win one playoff round, it's a successful season. And then we went to Game Seven, man. Yeah, like it, it's like like I understand like oh like you didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Final, you didn't make the Stanley Cup, but if you were to tell me back in that December, back in December in, in Vancouver, right when Haxel was about to get canned, that we would have made it to Game Seven, the Eastern Con- uh, Game Seven of Round Two, I would have laughed in your fucking face, dude. Not in a million years where I thought we would be in round two, game seven, fighting to go to ECF. I mean, we didn't really put much of a fight up, but you know what I mean. I Yeah, we did up until game yeah, seven. Yeah, I meant like in yeah, game seven. For sure. But yeah, Jamie, I, I, I do think it was a success. The younger guys, like we said, Sanheim, Myers got their uh, got their playoff band-aids ripped right off. Hopefully yeah. now next year when they're in the playoffs, they'll know what to expect. They'll be a little bit more better. Uh, Carter Hart is our guy. We we know like as long as we have Carter Hart in that, we have a chance to win any game, yeah. any game. Yeah, here's my takeaways for for, for this being set is the two shutouts from Carter Hart. Yep, seven playoff wins, nine if you count round robin. Um, the three one coming back from that, even just forcing a game seven, is great experience for the guys. E- even though they lost the game seven, just knowing like. Because if they're down 3-1 in the future, next year or say something, they know, yeah, we, we can force We've the game 7. We've done this before. Yeah. And Provrov stepping up, being clutch, logging 40 minutes. Uh, after his uh, his presser, after the 2018 Game 6, when he was like, I, I wouldn't have played, or I, only way I wasn't playing is if my arm was off or something like that. Yeah, that's, like, that's when you, you know where his heart is. Yeah. And this just proves it even more. So pull up that uh, evolving wild heat map tweet where they said he wasn't very good last year cool. and you can show him that double overtime <laughs> winner yeah that was a terrible take so, terrible take so two shutouts from Hart coming back from 3-1 winning a playoff series pro Rob's your guy after the years that we went through yeah I, I this this season's something to build off that's what the way I'm looking and at you it. have something to say to Rangers fans what? that their, their criticism on AV not playing the young guys you said yeah. it's bullshit it's bullshit that's complete bullshit Carter Hart is 22 years old. Phil Myers is 23. Sanheim is 22. Joel Ferry was 19 years old, turning 20. Morgan Frost played 20 games. He's 21 years old. Albe Kubel. Albe Kubel is 23, 22. That, that's a terrible fucking take. Awful take. <laughs> Awful. It really is. Yeah, that's a terrible take. All right, next question from our boy Adam. Who are the untouchables on the team as far as trades? You see, I, I would this list... Would have been a lot shorter yesterday before hearing Chuck's quotes. But now that Chuck says he's going to make one to two minor moves, it, it's seeming like pretty much everyone. Because dealing Voracek, dealing a guy like 
one of those guys like Hayes, JVR, that's that's a major move. Yeah. That's not a minor move. And he he's I'm under the impression he's only going to make minor moves because of the flat cap. So it seems like a lot of people are untouchable outside of like bottom sixers and depth defensemen. Maybe ghost. I Let's answer the question for us. Like who do we think would be like if 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 the the Hurricanes or the fucking Calgary Flames are calling us being like, "Okay, we we want to make a trade with you." Who's your untouchable? Let's answer it that way. Well, you got you have to throw Hayes and Giroux in there immediately because they have no move clauses. Okay. And they're not going to be moved unless they want to move. And yeah, they're not going to want to go to Calgary. Or, Voracek, I, I JVR, know. that's like a major like they they're untouchable though because they that would be a major move to me. They're not going to deal Coots. Not going to deal Konechny. It, no matter even if they didn't score a playoff goal, Konechny's yeah. our number one goal scorer on the Hart's team. not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah, Hart is one hundred percent not going anywhere. Like I, I, I don't know what he really would move with to be minor. Yeah. Like um, it, it would have to be a depth player. Depth player picks or, or picks. a prospect, yeah. maybe. Like I, like I don't even I don't even see any of the top five prospects going. Like he doesn't sound like he wants to do anything. It sounds like it he sounds, wants to just run it back. Sound, <laughs> Seriously, it sounds like he wants to run it back with the same team, but add a couple of like infusion of youth. Like it, it's what he said. He said, "I have we have players that we can develop in house who are going to make a difference." But that that says to me, Zamula, York, Frost. Farabee, break in a couple years. Like I, yeah, we talked about it. I, and a lot of people are upset about that, but I think that's just recency bias. I think that's people just being emotional after that game seven, because I was on that side too. I was like, I want to move. Yeah, I mean, look, I want to move. I even even now, like I would love a goal scorer. I would yeah. love for them to go out and get a goal scorer. 100%. But I do believe we have enough in house. We have I, enough I, I in just our wish pipeline. We had a pure sniper, and it sucks that he's not going to go out and get that. Like, we're not going to get that pure sniper, which it doesn't sound like he's going to go out there and get it. Hey, he could get like a little depth. Depth sniper, yeah, just a guy who can put I'd the puck cool in like a that. Paul Mary or something. I don't know. But I meant like a a sniper sniper, like a dude who's gonna come in and score thirty goals. Like he's not gonna go do that. Like a Patrick so. Line, which is also the next question. It is the next question. About, is, is Patrick Line a reasonable target for the offseason follow up? If it is reasonable, what would a trade look like? It it's not reasonable now, but I want it so bad. <laughs> we talked about that. We, we've been texting for the last like week or a half or so, and we've been saying like it just imagine because the biggest complaint on him is his for checking and his um his defensive game like just this and 200 how he goes foot on, like, effort those, those like little like Wayne Simmons stretches where he just doesn't score yeah lazy line change I hear a bunch of like shit about him and our thing is if you just put him with Sean Couturier maybe you know, like Lindblom on the wing it's money like it's money <laughs> like you have two defensively responsible forwards and two... then a sniper yeah like yeah, it's just to feed him yeah if if, if Lonnie's with Couturier and Limblom, like he don't get me wrong he'll have to worry about defense but not as much not as much because Couturier is hopefully gonna win the fucking Selkie tonight and Limblom is hopefully we hear about that while we're recording yeah. this that would be big time. that would be awesome if not you you will see a bunch of tweets and Limblom is very very good two way two way forward dude so. before but yeah but no I don't think no, I don't think we're going to trade for Lane, but don't get me wrong. Would have loved to see it. In the be- in the beginning of the year, Limblom, the way he was playing, man, was yeah, he was a leading goal scorer before he got uh, yeah, diagnosed. dude. Like th- that was a big, huge, huge blow. Great to see for him sure. back. That's why it's so fucking I know. good. From, from I'm a, so excited from a personal standpoint, from a hockey standpoint, it's amazing to have him back. Just a fun hockey player to watch. Another guy that's just not afraid to get his hands there, especially him. He's like the he's so gritty. 
Which is weird because he's such a nice dude. I know. You know what I mean? But he's like, he really is. He's a fucking I really think he's like the prototypical playoff guy. Like, he's the dude that's going to show up in playoff games. It's just the game he plays that just get in the forecheck, dirty area goals, like in front of the net. Puck goes D to D, shoot it low. Like, he's the guy that gets the stick on a lot. And that would have been so useful (laughs) in the first couple um, rounds outside of game six and seven. We'll get him. We'll get him next playoff round. We'll I'm so him. excited. But with that being said, though, I I love Patrick Line. I think a change of pace for him would actually do wonders. Playing in here with AV, with this culture, with this the, fun group of guys. People, I think he would love it. All the people saying that they wouldn't want a Patrick Line on the team, if we actually did trade for him and number 29 was in a fucking orange and black sweater in the shelves, I guarantee you they'd be going getting him. Oh, oh of course. 100%. 100%. And here's another one. Should the Flyers trade for Johnny Hockey? Um, I would love it. That's another one I would love. Bring him the fuck home. If, if it can be done, if the cap can be flexed, yeah. Would you imagine 100%. Johnny Hockey would haze? Oh, that'd be sick. It'd be so that'd fun. Be, that'd be so but fun. But no, I don't... They're like best friends. Dude, it'd be, should, it'd should be so fun just having him here. He's a Birds fan. Yeah. Imagine... That would be just so big because this, this city's already so um big with like all the athletes being uh, f- cool with each other, going yeah. to each other's games and stuff. It would be so cool having a guy from here going to like Birds... Because we see like Mike Trout... And it's cool seeing Mike Trout again, but he's an angel. You know what I mean? But like, have imagine having a guy go to Eagles games who plays for the Flyers. Yeah, that would be tough. That would, that would be sick. Really but from was. a hockey standpoint, I, I I see a lot of bad shit about Johnny Hockey. About how oh, he he's a smaller guy, like another small guy on the Flyers who doesn't show up in the playoffs. I tell Isn't you, he like a ninety removed from a ninety point season? Yeah. Like, what are we talking about here? Johnny Hockey is an elite fucking hockey player, and if you have a chance to add an elite hockey player on your team, you do in his it. prime. Like, you come do on, it, dude. dude. Like, what are we talking about here? Come on now. If you have a chance to add an elite hockey player onto your team, you fucking do it. You hundred percent do it, and especially on a team that has one of the best two way forwards in the game with Couturier. Like, if you put any kind of offensively gifted player with Couturier, it's going to be... It's magic. It's going to be very fun for a your A top five team. line in the league. A top five line in the league. Because remember when Couturier, <laughs> TK, and Lindblom were a line in the beginning of the year? They yeah. were better than the uh, Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak line up until friggin' midway through November. They were better than the Bruins' top line. The Bruins' top line is crazy. Disgusting. Every year, they're at the top of the metrics. Like... In terms of lines, they're always top five, top three line in a league. Johnny Hockey, this year, he had 18 goals, 40 assists for 58 points in Ooh, 70 games. That, oh, set. that's still a little, little bad for him. Yeah, he had a down year, don't, yeah. no, no doubt about it. But, but that's why they want to move him, yeah. and that's why he's going to be a flyer. But the Run year before up. that, he... 36 goals, 63 assists for 99 points. Yeah, no, he was The he year was before that, 24 he in the goals, though. 60 assists, 84 points in 80 games. He did disappear in the playoffs, but to be fair, Calgary disappeared in the playoffs. <laughs> to be fair, New York Rangers fans said Kevin Hayes disappeared in the playoffs, too. And, and Kevin Hayes is nowhere near Johnny Goudreau's caliber. No, and let me and rub Kevin my Hayes eyes real was... quick, Danny. Uh, Kevin Hayes led our team in playoff stats. 16, po- 16 games played, 4 goals, 9 assists for 13 points. And he was great. His stats don't even do it justice. Old takes exposed his, his right now. Penalty kill. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What you, He's electric, dude. What I love you, that guy. What you just said summed it up perfectly. These stats do not tell the whole story with Kevin Hayes. His penalty kill and what he does is, like you just said, electric. And a lot of like a guy disappearing in the playoffs could also do with his, his line mates disappearing. Maybe his coach not being as good. Like, I don't know. You could give them a change of Didn't pace. did Calgary just fire their coach for being racist? Yeah, dude. That was a trait. 
Yeah, that was train wreck. Calgary's been a train wreck this yeah, year. So Jesus, I, yeah. I forgot all about that. Feels like two seasons. I ago. know, if I, dude. We started the podcast this year. That seems like three years ago. It's it so does, fucking dude. weird. But like, just to sum that up, I understand what people are saying with Johnny Hockey. There's a worry that he does disappear in the playoffs. But I'm I'm gonna lean towards I'm like I'm, I'm looking at his stats and I'm seeing 99 points in the season, 80 points before that. He had a down year this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna take. What he's done before, yeah. then what? You know what I mean? Like, elite is elite. Elite bro. is elite. If it, you have a chance it, to add an elite hockey player to your team, you fucking do it, bro. Like like Giroux and TK had disappointing performances, but I bet you they were Flyers next year. Yeah. Because elite is elite, and you keep talent, you get skill, and you keep it. Like that's just just because TK didn't score a goal doesn't mean that we want to trade him, and then he's not elite anymore. Is TK not elite anymore? I'm not right to say that. No, 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 no. That was a. That was a, a trick question. Yeah, he's yeah. still elite. He no, just yeah. didn't have a good playoff round. And he's going to get called out for it. He yeah. got called out for Valid it. Valid criticism. Valid but... criticism. But he's guaranteed he bounces back next year. He will. Yep. We saw too much from when he, we drafted him to now. Like, he had a breakout fucking regular season. He did not have a good playoffs at all. Like, like and we he said, needs he, to he's show the up. He's the game changer. He's the game breaker. The guy that just gets the puck, speeds in on goals, scores it. He's that guy to punch a goal in. And now, it just didn't happen. If, if we make the playoffs next year and he doesn't have a fucking different goal in two fucking rounds, then it's a different conversation. That means he went back-to-back years yep. with no injuries, not scoring a goal. Then, then we'll sit down and talk about is TK really this good? But how but, awesome would it be if he came out next playoffs and was electric? That's he, what I'm thinking about. Right? I will that's, put that's what I'm excited money right on now. that he will. Yeah, he I mean, will. Dude, look at him in the Penguin series two years ago. He only had one goal in that series, but he looked good in that series. Yeah, that was a highlight. His first goal. playoff. Remember series. that goal? Yeah, beautiful goal. <laughs> and Patrick's goal. I love Patty's goal. The between the legs. Man, I miss Nolan Patrick, I, man. I just miss watching him play hockey, dude. I'd I like because the last time we've seen him. Was in Dave Haxt or Scott Gordon's system. <laughs> the the oh hybrid. God, Scott Gordon yeah. was the fucking coach, yeah. bro. <laughs> Seriously. Jesus. The dark ages. <laughs> yeah, the right. absolute dark. Now we're fighting to go to Eastern Conference Final in Game 7. We talk like I talk about how the difference in the Islanders series was the fact that they made a move for Pajot and R3C was Grant. Like, just, just it would have been so awesome to have uh, Patrick. It's unfortunate. Feel bad for the kid, but like I, I really wish we could have had him this year in this system, this new regime, because I feel like he would have been that that three C for us come playoff time. That would have that would have been on the level a good matchup for Pajot. Another thing that I want to bring up, I think when we made the move for Grant and Thompson back in March, when the team was the best team in the league, I think absolutely rolling right before the stoppage, nine and one. I think those moves were kind of overshadowed by how well the team was playing. You know what I mean? People weren't as mad at the Grant and Thompson. Same with the power play. Yes, because of how good the team was playing. But as soon as... What? We got to get into the power play. We (laughs) got to get in. We got to get into the power play now. But what I'm saying (laughs) is, like, I I, I just don't think we... I think we overlooked it. I think we over... Because the team was rolling. We were like, okay, Winning cures everything, bro. Yeah, exactly. But... Now, we're not saying Thompson and Grant with all, all the blame. I'm just saying they didn't help. And we never have said that. I've never said that our fourth-line center is the reason why we can't score goals. I've never said it. No, I don't think anyone has. No one has. Everyone just being like, hey, he didn't help. Like, yeah, he didn't help the cause. That's all we're saying. <laughs> At all. But, yeah. Let's talk about the power play. Atrocious. Atrocious. Didn't, didn't score a goal in the whole series. Disgusting. I, I'm on record. That's disgusting, dude. I'm on record saying that if the power play can could muster up three, maybe four goals 
we we could be we could be getting stomped by the lightning right now. <laughs> and I would be loving it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We we'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck? If that shit would have happened to us, what happened? Two game one. No, the game two game. That's like yeah. last oh, second oh. kind of shit happened to us. I Trade Hart. I can see it on the timeline right now. Get him out. Hart sucks. Hart's yeah. a fucking bum. I can see it now. Who dude. would have been the defenseman out there for the Flyers thing? And would they? Have, it, it would have been getting torched. It would have been. Timeline. It would have been. It would have been Phil Myers and Sanheim. And remember, like, oh, okay. trade them. They're not good. Uh, uh, Robert Haig should have been out there. Sanheim <laughs> doesn't got it. By the way, we have seen some tweets, some trade heart tweets, and we, we hope you're trolling. <laughs> I laugh at it, we hope you're trolling. I know. Because if so, it kind of worked. Because it does get me mad when I see it. It does. It yeah. works. But but check yourself, bro. <laughs> Seriously. The Robert Haig thing. The one tweet I made, it was the uh, <laughs> the game was it the game tying goal in game five. I yeah, think that, he was Derek Brassard. He just lost a guy. He just lost Brassard. Like he he was with Brassard. Now I'm not saying he was the he was the fault for the entire play. Thompson, no, there's a lot of breakdowns in the play. Two, Thompson had two turnovers to even. If it wasn't for Thompson, the the puck would have been in the fucking other zone. Thompson had two brutal turnovers. Hake had Brassard. Lost Brassard behind the net. Was in front of the net looking at the puck carrier, and Brassard was sitting on the opposite side. Just ready, but just potted it. Like, there's nothing wrong with giving <laughs> Hag shit for that. Like, you, you got caught puck watching, yeah. bro. Like, it, 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 and we like oh, Hag. Yeah, we yeah, like Hag. He looked awesome. I want. He was Hague, great all year. I want Hag as my seventh defenseman next year. One hundred percent. I want him resigned. He's an RFA, right? But there's nothing wrong re-sign. with calling him out for puck watching, and he was puck watching. He got caught puck watching really bad. That you have to stick with your guy, bro. Your guy was behind the net. You have especially. Fucking three throws. Like that, that's what blows my mind is like people were like, Oh, but he's not the only one that made a mistake. Usually all plays that you get scored on, they're usually like a snowball effect. Yes. One guy makes a mistake, other guy makes one, but usually along the lines, there could be a guy that could bail it out. Yeah. And we're saying hey could have bailed yeah. out the bad Thompson turnover. Yeah. And he didn't. It's both their fault. And the and the tweet that I tweeted out, it wasn't even like going after Haig. I literally all I said was Hey, you can still like Hague and admit that he was puck watching. That's all I said. And people were like, oh, it wasn't Hague's fault. We never said it was Hague's fault. Hague was just fucking puck watching. And he yeah. was. <laughs> it's as simple as that. It blows it really my fucking is. mind, dude. It really is. It blows I, I, my I, mind. Just, I just think people think that when we say stuff like that, we're like nah. letting other guys off the hook. I mean, if it's you listen to us, case. if you listen to us, if you listen to us since we started the podcast, we've given Hague props all fucking year. He's looked good I love all Hague. fucking year, dude. Love him. Really do. Looks better than Ghost, 100%. The team just plays different when he's in the lineup. It the does. Team, they play tougher. The porch is cleared more. Like, we give less when Hague's out there. They look like they second-guess when Ghost is out there because they think he's going to make a turnover. It's because Ghost plays like... He tries to move the puck like a top four when he's slotted in as number six. Like, he, you know what I mean? He's trying to do too much. What, you, yeah, Ghost, but, you mean? Yeah, the reason why I think Hague fits in better as the number six... Like, trust me, I'm not saying, like, oh, we need to put Ghost in the top four. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying the reason why Haig is a better number six for this team is because as a number six, your job is just to just do your job. Yeah. Get the puck out. Make the simple breakout. Tie a guy clear up. Clear the porch. Hit the guy. Board pin. Yes. And that's what Haig does what, better. That's what he does best. Yeah. That's his game. His game is a simple get the puck out, a nice little pass, hit the guy behind the net, take the body. That's Haig's game. And that's why he's such a beautiful, beautiful sixth, seventh defenseman. Great depth defenseman. And his contract's beautiful, too. Now, if we're, we're going to start Andrew McDonald, Haig, and, and, and throwing him up in the top four, that's when you're going to start getting like having problems with Nick, Robert Nick Haig. Schultz. You know what I mean? Like That's when you're going to start having problems with him. 
right. We got uh, yeah, Pete getting questions. two more questions. Yeah. Oh, well, we got more? Yeah, we're getting more. Oh, we're getting more on the fly. Oh, yeah, you look at going. that. You uh, read from, those. I'll read the, the, the new two after you're done. All right. Our, our boy uh, at Bleed Orange and Black, he gave us like four. My so man. we're just going to get into all of them. Let's do it. What do you guys believe are the pros and cons to moving some of the vets? Pros? Need it shake up. You get those. You get that cap space off the books before it becomes another Wayne Simmons thing, where you you ship them off for basically nothing, like nothing, uh, yeah. uh, like a rental of Hartman. Yeah, I guess Pitt, like whatever. Um, Cons, I think, I think people undervalue how good Vorchek's you been. You get worse. Yeah, you get no matter worse. what, you get worse, especially yeah. with the COVID going on. Like you, you're not just gonna, like you're not gonna ship JVR and get better. <laughs> Wait, you might. Oh, JVR, <laughs> JVR, yeah. You're not gonna ship Jake and get better. You might. Though. You're not gonna. Actually, I don't know. I only if the young guys take a step. But I'm saying you're not gonna get something back that's gonna be an upgrade. Like you're okay, not. Yeah, I can agree that's with what that. I'm saying. 100%. Like, like if you ship JVR and then like. Fucking, if you ship JVR, you're shipping for cap space. Yeah, and yeah. and then like NAK lights it up. Yeah, that's a plus. But I'm saying like, like JVR. If we're gonna ship him at this point, it's a cap dump. Like yeah. we're we're gonna have to sweeten the pot a little bit for a team to take him. Same thing with Voracek. Like we're not getting shit back. No. Not getting shit back to yeah. Voracek either, but and and with Voracek, I think, I think you do get worse with Vor. Like if, if if you send like as much as he pisses you off sometimes with his fucking his lazy lazy ass turnovers, he produced like he's he's been one of the top produce like points guys in the league for the last how many years? Like he as 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 annoying as he can be, if you ship Voracek away, you are gonna get probably gonna get worse because you're not you like like you said you're not gonna get any, you're not gonna get anything better than Voracek back. And and as much the as chemistry we... is going to be a little off because, like, Voracek fits with those guys. Like, yeah. He's played with those guys. He's been a flyer since and 2012. And as much as we love Joel Faraby and Morgan Frost, they're not going to fucking step in their first full year as flyers and score 80 points. Not I mean, for... maybe they do. That would be absolutely fucking incredible. But I'm not banking on it. <laughs> I'm not banking Seriously. on it at all. Yeah, you will undoubtedly get worse. Like, the only pro is cap space. It really is. Yeah. Cap space and potential assets, like picks. Yeah. Maybe, like, project prospects. Something like that. I agree. Number two, if anyone is to be moved, why do you think that player... That's a, that's a tough question because we don't really know who's going to, like... Yeah. yeah. I, just, I just don't know who's going to get moved. Vorchek... Who's like, going to be traded? Because... We basically just said it. If, if Vorchek and JVR get traded, it's going to be for cap space. It's going to be to get that shit off the books. But that's not going to happen. Chuck's not making that move. Like It's, it's not, not going to happen. Unfortunately, I, I, not. unless shit can change, shit can change from now to Chuck. Chuck can get a phone call in, in in a month or two, and shit can completely change. We don't know, but right now Chuck doesn't look like he's gonna make a big move, which means Vorchek and JVR, unless yeah. the expansion draft. I, that's I, that's what go. I think Chuck's waiting for. I think Chuck is waiting for the expansion draft to really. I think he's going to give it another season, run it back, and then the expansion draft really gives him some leeway. It does. to try to get a guy off the books. It does one hundred percent. It does. What, what's his next question? Uh, what is the off-season message to get them where they were before? How does Fletcher AV do it? That's another great question. I just think wow. the all the off-season message: just come back and do what you did again, like in, just in, in the, the yeah. Just yeah, hit, yeah no, that's really what it is. Hit the hit the gas pedal. No one again. could have predicted a four-month play stoppage as you're the hottest team in hockey. The just do what you did last just year. Do it again. Just get on fire because hopefully there's no more roadblocks next year and we can play playoff games in the Wells Fargo Center. Like, dude, that game seven in the Wells Fargo Center, probably we probably wouldn't have gone out that bad. No, we probably would have scored a fucking goal. If we would have scored first, probably win. Like, the, the, seriously, Philly, that it's crowd different. in the playoffs, it, yeah, it's so different. Crowds, really crowds do have a difference. Like, of course, I, I, especially in hockey. In yeah, oh, my God. Like, when the goalies pull teams to cycle, like, yeah. it's, it's hard racing shit like yeah. it's entertainment i like, think the message is gonna be 
come back next year, do this all again. You get another year of Hart comfortable. You get another year of Provorov comfortable. You get another year of Sandheim Myers back there. Fair. You get a full year of Faraby. You're Potentially gonna get, Frost. You're, you're, you're gonna you're, you're gonna see Frost 100. If we like we said, if you don't see Frost, then some red flags are gonna be thrown yep. out. You're gonna get a full year of Morgan Frost. You're gonna get better. You're gonna get more skilled. Lindblom. You're gonna get Lindy back. Yes. Maybe Patrick. Maybe Hopefully. Patty. Zamula possibly York possibly towards the like. Run it back is basically going yeah, to be the message. That's, that's my message. I don't know. I, I know I'm not talking to the fucking team, but <laughs> future is bright, dude. It is. It's it's so bright. And if you can't see that, then I don't know what you're looking. And I, I bet Carter Hart's road numbers next year are going to be way better they will. than they were. They will. Be. I tell you, like that, because that was still kind of it was his rookie year, quote unquote. I mean, I know he came out last year, but he, he didn't play like an absurd amount of games. I think he had like 18 starts or something like that. And um, and I love the fact that Hart he got razzled. In these games, like he, he bounces back, bounces though. right back. Every he just time. forgets about it. He Every just time. forgets about that, like that goal. Um, I think it was the the second goal when we were up three nothing that like went over his head. Nelson, just a terrible fucking goal to let in. And then the third goal went in, and I'm just like, dude, that, like if as much as I love Elliot, if that happened to Elliot, I would be scared of any shot coming towards the net. And just you're, I, I'm just comfortable with 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 heart back there. Wait, every game they've won, they've gone to OT, and in those games, they've blown a lead. And Hart has just after Locked after it it's been a tie game after the lead has been blown he's just given them all the time he literally gave them till halfway in the second overtime to get that goal I know. like he just and that's the, that's what we were talking about all year like he's just the guy that <laughs> we said he it, plays we were... winning goaltending like he just does like he, does. he gives you chances to win games and what pisses me off in the earlier in the the podcast earlier in the year we we said if if anything can happen when a goalie gets hot if Carter Hart gets hot then like anything he did get hot like he did play well and we just didn't fucking help him bro two we shutouts. just didn't score goals for in, in those two shutouts we scored three goals it's, the, it's a fucking joke bro it's a fucking joke i just don't understand how we we score 27 goals in 13 playoff games in 13 playoff games and you don't try to make it like a, a move you, you keep the same lineup and we score zero goals in game seven. Like that's that's what happens. That's, that's what you get. Just yeah. not, like but like not like Bunneman, like anything. I don't get the Bunneman thing. We've never gotten the Bunneman <laughs> thing. We we've, we've talked about it all the time. The guy played I think I count I think it was like seventeen regular season games and they good. were like in the beginning of the year. He looked alright. Okay. I mean it's playoffs <laughs> though. Like that's something you do in the regular season. That's something they did in the regular season and it didn't work. Like Bunneman didn't look and this is not a knock on him. Like, he just didn't look ready, even in the regular season. So, I don't, like... Yeah, I agree. I think Torensky should have got a shot. I would have, I would have, yeah, over Bunneman, yeah. Because yeah. Torensky actually looked, like, when he was up, he actually looked like he did more than Bunneman. Bunneman kind of just, like, came up, played a couple games, looked a little, like, chipped the puck in a couple times, <laughs> and then just faded off. And I didn't see from him for fucking seven months till the round robin. Yeah. Like, then, I forgot and, he was on my team. And, and then you saw Bunneman in their hop and robin over Frost. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> I, I, I guess that's the whole winger. You want to be a center, whatever. Yeah, All right, fourth whatever. question. Free agency thoughts. Uh, let's get spicy, dude. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's not going to happen, but... Resign Pitlick. Yeah, Pitlick's got to come back. Get Hager on uh, RFA. Wait, is he an RFA or UFA, Hague? He's an RFA, right? Yeah, I he's think still, he's, he's RFA. still so yeah. young, right? Um, get, yeah, get Hager. Get Pitlick. Try to get him on less than like, two mil. That would be so awesome. But I like, Hopefully he takes like a team-friendly deal. That'd be nice. I hope so. I but love that guy. He deserves he 
deserves a non-team friendly deal. He's walking it, that's on a the hockey way. team. Uh, let Braun walk. <laughs> that that four million or three point eight, whatever he makes, that's going to be a nice little cat let, room. Let Braun walk and put Niskanen down there as the the, the, the third pair. Oh, fuck, I like yeah. that. I like that a lot, yeah. actually. And then who would you bring up to the top? One of Myers or yeah. Sanny? Yeah, find some, find a different partner for. I like that. But but maybe like I keep going back to don't put too much stock into this little sample size with this this bubble shit because this can look good all year. All yeah. regular season. And towards the end of the playoffs, he looked... And it, then it, just didn't look good. Montreal, so. he just looked so rough, dude. I know. In that Tampa round robin, we were like... Remember, we were like... That was a little foreshadowing by us. It was. We were like, oh, he looks a little rough in this game. And then it And just, we thought it was just like, hasn't played hasn't played yeah. in the game. Like, played old, two old games. Legs. Old legs. Yeah. Older legs. He'll pick it up towards the playoffs. But, like I said, I keep going back to not putting too much stock into these games. But, yeah. Maybe you look at putting Niskin in down there. Resign Myers. That's a that's an obvious. Yeah. Um, Which will happen. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna get a little. He's not gonna get anything crazy, but he's gonna get a couple mil probably. Um, yeah, Albay Kubel, RFA. I would like to see him resigned. Yeah, I mean, is it crazy to think he was on waivers this year? Yeah, seriously. You Brian mean, Elliott, they're they, they're in talks with him right now. We like yeah. that. Well, I don't actually. Do you like that move? I like it. I think he's a great mentor for yeah, Carhart. I, I like think it. when he plays backup game, he, he sometimes he lets in those. Uh, early goals but for the most part like there were games like in montreal uh at the senators like just off the top of my head just these road games where he he really did play his ass off as a backup goalie i think this year was the first year he was put in a perfect role for where sure. he needed to be like the role that he played this year is the role that ron hexall signed him to be all those years and just never did it for him like he platooned him with norvert but obviously norvert isn't, isn't carter hart like carter hart's the starting goalie and Elliot's going to get like those every other games, and that's exactly what happened. And Elliot flourished in it. So yeah, bring Elliot back because he's a good locker room guy, and I think he's a good mentor for Hart. Yeah, totally agree. He also said Tly Tly rocks. That's no question. That's our guy. <laughs> that's my boy. Appreciate your message after uh, game seven. Yeah, so man, that was really nice. Always love the love. Uh, Drew said, "Who we got in the draft?" And our beer still flowing. Drew, I'm gonna be honest, beers haven't flown since Game Seven. Yeah, I've, I've been kind of taking this this in, but with the way the Phillies are playing, birds coming back, beers will flow again. Sunday. Very Sunday, short. The, board, Sunday. The, the beers will flow. Absolutely. I mean, if the Phillies start rolling against the, against the Marlins, it could be earlier. Yeah. Um, but the draft is something that Danny, Danny's very excited to answer. Yeah. He has a couple guys that he's looking at. I've been hitting up. Uh, I've been sending Chris some highlights the last couple of days of some guys, and um, see, I don't know if. If they're gonna draft for uh, need, or if they're gonna draft best available, and I so I have some for each. Available. So I have some for each. Let's do it. So I have some. My pick for winger that I want is Noel Gundler, right winger out of the Swedish Hockey League. Uh, he's just a finisher, dude. He really is. Even like to to be a finisher in this uh, Swedish Hockey League that young with the wide ice, the big ice, it's it's impressive the way he can finish, like the way he can snipe from just about anywhere. When the goalies can see a lot That's more. That's exactly what ice. we need too. Yeah. We need a finisher. He's dude. He has a. He's like a burst of speed guy. He just finishes the puck. There's there's countless highlights of him on YouTube of just him go like speeding up through the neutral zone and just rifling one like under the goalie's blocker, just just in perfect spots. Like he just knows where to put the puck. This is the guy I want, and he's projected to be, uh, 25th, and we have 23. So. That's. Someone, I mean, it's realistic. It's a realistic at, pick yeah, for sure. The interesting one is uh, Ridley. I don't know if his name's Ridley or Ridley. But his last name is Greg, and um, he's a left wing center. He with the Brandon Wheat Kings, he played some center, 
uh, throughout the course of this year, but for most of his career, he's been a left wing. And his dad is a Philadelphia Flyers amateur scout, so I definitely think they're he's high on the board for them. They're going to look at him. He's a winger. He's a gritty guy. Pass first guy, but he can finish. Like he, Another pass he plays, first guy. He plays slot on the power play. He gets a lot of slot one-timers. He does put them in, so he like – Interesting pick, yeah. Mm. Uh, I, it's it's gonna be a fun draft because like I think right now they're just they're just picking best available. They're just picking like who's gonna come up and help this team. For like, sure. Like we're not in the we're not in the mode now where we're like oh we need a a, a, a number one defense. You know what I mean? Like we're not looking at it like that anymore. Like, we have our guys. We we're this. just we're just looking to add now. Got John Jason Paterka. He's Love that a name. right winger. He's quite, like they say he's a scoring playmaker. A uh, little bit smaller guy, I believe. And on, on the defensive side of things, around our pick, the guys that are projected to be available, Justin Barron, he's supposed to be a, a big like Sam, Sam Morin type, just defensive defenseman, uh, stay-at-home guy. And then there's there's one that kind of interests me. He's projected to go 28th. His name is Will Wallander. He's kind of he's, he's a project. You remember how uh, going in this year with, with the podcast, we talked a lot about how Mason Millman is a project. Yes. Like, awesome skating. Fastest guy on the ice, but needs to build. That's exactly what this guy is. Like he has potential. Like he is a great puck mover, great skater. It's just not all there yet. Yeah, and he's a great project. I mean, for a team like this would be a great pick for us. Like we're a win now team at the moment. We're gonna be making playoff runs, so we we can afford to be patient with some guys in the pipeline. You know, so if you want to take this project guy and let it ride, like I'm all for that. But yeah, those are those are my five guys I'm looking at. Probably gonna write an article on that at this point. I've already done research on it. <laughs> I honestly think they they look at York the same way as like what you just said. Like, oh, we're a win team now, so like we can just be patient with these guys. But like, I don't think there is any being patient with him. Like, I think he's just that good. You know what I mean? Like, he just Chuck's just like fuck. Like, I you're too good for college hockey. No, I mean he's not too good for college hockey. But like, hopefully could we, be next year. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully, we're saying that by next year. Like, you just sign the. ELC. That's exactly how Fairby got in the spot in the NHL. Yeah, they too were good for his ho- coaches. Were like, yeah, he won't be here in December. He's too good yeah. for college. Dude, hockey. the World Junior coaches were like, yeah, yeah, yeah that, getting, that's what it was. We're yeah. getting ready. We're, like, we're getting ready for the World Juniors, I and mean, we're we're getting ready for not having. Yeah, we're making the lineup without number fifteen in it or number 28, 28. Twenty eight. I think yeah. he wore both in different tournaments, but. But. Yeah, just hopefully we're saying that about York, the same thing that they were saying about Faraby, which, that, like, you, like, you knew he was going to be good. And then coaches being like, yeah, he's just not going to be here, bro. He's just that good. <laughs> <laughs> we do have a couple more questions that I'll... Yeah, we got a couple more. Have Has the Selkie news been released? I don't think so. What time does that come out? I don't know. Watch, as soon as we <laughs> stop recording, it's going to drop. <laughs> I know. Bet you. I know. All right, we got another question from Ghost Beer. Love it. At Cry Flyers. Do you value do you value the playoff performance of this team over their regular season performance when considering changes during the offseason? All things considered, bubble time off. Bubble time off from playing, family situations, the regular season team and the playoff team look com- completely different. We kind of already went over this. Yeah, I, I think, man, I really could go either way because some people would be like, well, playoffs when it really matters. That's just a lazy excuse. But I like the way they played in the regular season. The way they battled, the, they were the hottest team in hockey. I think you you just have to run it back, and I think that's why they're giving us these quotes because they see it that way too. I, I kind of it was a we... funky year. Um, uh, they threw a wrench in our plans. Like we were the hottest team in hockey, and we got four months off after it. Like I think our bottom six was cool before we traded for Grant and Thompson. Like, yeah. I think we like I think we could have went into the playoffs with that bottom six and would have been fine, but. It's whatever. Shit happens. We got another 
uh, question, Flyers underscore faithful. What players do you feel is worth moving in the offseason, and what player picks would you want in return for them? Yeah, we pretty much already went yeah, over that. We went over that, too. I, I just don't see them moving anybody. I mean, Chuck already came out and said he's going to make a couple minor moves. Yeah, that, that so. being said, like Literally, like we've said, if they go out and get just some stud player, like we're not just going to be like, oh, fuck that. Like, no, that's exciting, but we just don't think it's realistic. It could be. This could be just Chuck hiding his cards and being like, yeah, I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to, boom, Johnny Gaudreau. Like, <laughs> in, like right there. Yeah, he like, did he, it with Parise and Suter. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like, hopefully he's learned from that because that kind of ruined the fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, that's why they're they're eighth seed for the last line. So hopefully, like, he's got, like, a wingman right by him being like, hey, buddy, <laughs> like, let's not do that again. That wasn't good. But, yeah, I just, going off what Chuck said today, don't get us wrong, after we lost that playoff round, we were – we, we, we threw a gif up of uh, Patrick Lani. Wouldn't mind seeing him. Not, still wouldn't mind seeing him, but don't think it's going to happen. He's young, don't think too. It's happen. He is young. Keep getting better. And like Danny said, I really do think a change of scenery would help. Because didn't a couple of years ago he come out and say he didn't like it over there or something the, like the, that? I remember the vets talk shit behind his back. Apparently the coach, Paul Maurice, who was like a really like gritty, like Tortorella, like, you know, on a 200-foot, like, gritty coach, doesn't like his the way he plays sometimes. Didn't he score 50 goals over here? Some shit like that. He was electric. <laughs> oh that year. I, that's all I remember. Oh and, my um, god! But I, oh, I just know, their front office will like leak stories to the media of him being like a, a a locker room cancer, if you will, saying like he. Remember, there's one that he's addicted to video games, which which yeah. was actually kind of true. It was to the be Fort, it was Fortnite, right? Yeah, it was it? Fortnite. Which I mean, like, like come on, the guy wants to play Fortnite. <laughs> as long as he's get like if he's practicing. He's showing up. He's putting the work in. Who gives, like, who gives a fuck? Something like the Phillies, uh, Phillies during the Gabe Kapler, where they were playing Fortnite while the game was. Oh going my on. god! Like, I it wasn't that. like he was in, in the fucking locker room, like building walls and shit. Like he was probably just after practice or at his like playing. I don't know. Yeah. We don't fucking know. I forgot about. We don't cover the fucking Winnipeg Jets. Thank God. <laughs> but that's yeah, pretty rough. It's up there. whatever. Um, we have another question from Tin Fam. We all know how much we love Carter Hart, but he's not perfect. What aspect of his game would you like to see him improve on the following season? Personally, I feel so uneasy whenever he leaves the net to play the yeah, puck. That, That's spot on. That was going to be. That's the number one criticism yeah. I have of Carter Hart is, like, you see the way Carey Price kind of, like, shut down all of our dumping chases. Yeah. That series. If Carter Hart could just be that steady with the puck handling. That, that's pretty much the only thing missing oh, from yeah. this game. I think that's his main. I think that has to be his main focus this year. And I, mean, I think this that's why season. you see him doing it a lot. I think he's trying to work on it. Yeah, but try to work on it in practice, dog. Not in game five of the fucking playoffs. Like you need True. to. He, he needed to chill with that shit. Yeah, it didn't burn us though. No, so it didn't. It, but it, it could I, easily. Another thing I think he needs to to work on. I think he goes down to the butterfly two fits. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes he needs to like that that Brock Nelson goal to the tie it up three three. Joe goal too. Yeah, like same exact goal. Really, he drops to the he he drops to the butterfly a little bit quicker than I would like him to. Maybe he needs, but like I have all the faith in him to make those changes. Like he's just that good. He'll let that in, and then he'll stop like three breakaways. (laughs) Yeah, like so. Like he'll let that shit in. Stop a breakaway. Stop a cross crease snipe, and then just glove save. Glove save a goal that was going top right cheese. Like yeah, who was that save on? Do you remember? The Islander, the one where he was coming from around, uh, behind the net, had the backhand heart, just got the glove. Oh, uh, no, I don't remember who it was, but yeah. I remember the fucking save. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, crazy. It was a disgusting save. But like I said, yeah, I have all the confidence in Carter Hart making the changes that he needs to make. I think the number one thing is the puck handling. Like like you said, you were definitely spot on with that, 100%. Uh, yeah, Sean Couturier must win the Celtics. Yeah, let's talk about that real Let's quick. also talk about Bruce Cassidy winning the jackout. I wrote an article where I – my – Top three was Vino, 
towards Bruce Cassidy as I, three. And I apparently think... I had that flipped. <laughs> like, bro, Tortorello I think was Torch playing with traffic cones. I think Tortorello won what, In my article, I was like, I would love to see AV win it. I think he did a bang-up job. But if the, he, if there was someone to lose it to, I even said it in the article, it would be Torts. Yeah. Like, to me, it was between AV and Torts. I, I think most Flyers fans would agree with you, too. I, I really like, I think most Flyers fans would have been like, oh, damn, AV didn't win it. Like, Torts probably deserved it. But Bruce Cassidy, dude? He, a team that went to the Stanley Cup final and he took them to the second round, get, gave them the, uh, the fourth seed, or pr- I guess it was President's Trophy, but they didn't actually get it. Yeah. Actually, do they? I, I don't know. Uh, maybe? Yeah, that's, I, I, I don't know. That's, that's, that's very definitely interesting. a question we got to come back to. And people are always like, oh, but they do voting um, before the playoffs or whatever. But, dude, I could coach the Bruins and they would be a top four team in the East. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't, yeah, Torch should have won that shit, or, or AV. Torch or AV were the two people. I the fact that, like, Torch had 100 less votes than Cassidy. Crazy. Cassidy had, like, 280, Vino had, like, 260, so that was close. Torch had, like, 180. How the fuck, dude? That's, that's, a, that's He's a great bad. fucking coach, dude. As, as, as annoying as he can be, and, and I, I definitely can see where he can be obnoxious, but, like, not answering questions after a big loss. Like, come on, Yeah, bro. it's that Belichick. You, you gotta be a little bit better than that, yeah. but he's a good coach. He's a very good hockey coach. He, he, I mean, they swept the fucking Tampa Bay Lightning last year, and they played them very gave well. Them fight, gave, gave them a fight. Gave them a fucking fight. They, dude, they beat the fucking Maple Leafs. I know. Like... And, like, they looked better than the Maple Leafs. Like, just that game, it shouldn't have gone to a game five. Nah. That shit should have been over in four. Really should have been. Anything else you want to talk about? It's been a fun episode, man. Definitely has. Episodes are, I guess we're just going to keep rolling until, so we'll just pop up randomly throughout, like, the, yeah. the conference I, finals. Maybe not finals. every Sunday because I don't know what, what we would talk about. I mean, that Definitely going to have maybe once an episode, maybe every two weeks, maybe every week and a half we're like, just sticking around we're yeah, sticking like around said, it'll be it'll, it'll pop up like today's popped up like today just popped up like we're gonna have news to talk about there's gonna be trades we're gonna have the stanley cup finals we're gonna have the uh draft yeah there's still shit to talk about and then the next season's in december so like this season could end hopefully. in october yeah hopefully. hopefully and like we could be right back in the mix so we could have a lot of action we could have draft all this stuff and then training camps could start like five weeks after the draft so it, it's not gonna happen, but I would. I really hope we're allowed in like dev camp, but I I, I know it's not gonna. Hey, who knows? We're not man. gonna. I, I just don't see it. But Social distance, bro. I hope so. Like, like if me and you are watching dev camp and you're six feet from me, I'm cool with that. Like, what's up, Danny? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we've been there. No, no, me and you could like. I think like the people you go with can like. Yeah. Feel like that, but like. Yeah. Let's do mean, some shit like yeah. that, you know. So, like me and you sit next to each other. Like, we know we're good. We've been going to dev camp together since we were like seventeen. It, it, dude, it's like one of my favorite things, it's, especially about like when it's in the summer. I love when July rolls around. It's like an aesthetic start... thing to me, bro. It's like it, it, it's a thing I think about and just just smile at. Just going to dev camp with yeah, you has been like, like a tradition. It's like for hitting us. the reset button on a brand new year. Like you yeah. get to see, like, cause you, I love seeing dev camp and then just seeing like the future, the way they perform. Just I love seeing guys grow throughout the year, yeah. and then seeing them break into the NHL. Remember watching Myers absolutely just just dismantle those dev camps and just being like, he's gonna be good for years. He's yeah. gonna be good. Sanheim too. For Sanheim years, those hard. we would show up to dev camps, and those guys would just steal the show. We yeah. would be like, they're NHLers. Right and another now. and another guy that I don't think people talk about a lot, Wade Allison steals a Stop. lot of dev camps. So I think he he's a sleeper. He's my like, I know we didn't get any questions about any sleeper prospects. But I think he's my sleeper. I think he could be a really good NHL player. And I know we said that before. Full-time, for sure. Full-time NHL. Top, uh, probably top nine. 
Well, you would be a top niner, I think. I think he could too. Third line a... winger. Yeah. At some point. Just that, that injury fucking killed him. I feel like if if our if we didn't already have so many young guys playing and didn't have so many young guys in the system, I feel like he would have been such a, a more highly touted prospect than he is. And plus the injury. What's up? Um, Coots, your boy Coots on Twitter always uh, interacts with us sometimes. Yeah. He tweeted out. I'm just wasn't a question, which is a pretty funny thing. He said, do we actually want Lonnie and or Johnny G? We should really want Matty Martin. More goals in these playoffs than any of the Flyers. <laughs> you know, that's funny. I was actually, I sat there and I was talking, I was talking to Brian last night. And I was saying, I was like, Matt Martin has more goals than Drew right now. And TK combined. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, that is so depressing. I don't even want to think about that. You got another question, by the way. Oh, yeah. yeah right. At Hockey Novice. What caused so many defensive zone turnovers for the Flyers, and why did those numbers continue to rise as their playoff run grew longer? Uh, the speedy forecheck, the heavy speedy forecheck from the Islanders. Team was worn down. I think the team got a little rattled. Young team didn't know how to respond in the right way, and it just all kind of snowballed. The fact yeah. that we couldn't score goals, the fact that the turnovers happened, it was just a big, I mean, big frustration snowball. Yeah. We couldn't handle the Montreal's forecheck either. Like we shouldn't have won that series. We. Hart stole that series. I still think we should have won it, but... I mean, they outscored us. <laughs> they had more goals than us in that series. Yeah, Hart but, just like, stole with those two shutouts. We did, like, outside of a couple games, games two and five, I think, we we, we played good, Maybe like... Maybe not deserve to lose it, but like, I wouldn't have been surprised if we lost, is what I'm saying. Wouldn't have been surprised if it went to seven. Yeah, for no, sure. Not at all. Yeah. That Montreal series wasn't as, wasn't at all what I thought it was going to be. I really thought, like, we were just going to be the better team. Thought Flyers were five. not. Thought it was going to be, like, a 4-1 game, we a 5-2 struggled. game, a 2-1 yeah, game. We struggled with Montreal's forecheck, and we struggled... We struggled with Montreal's Nick, Nick forecheck and Suzuki. speed. Yep. Their speed and forecheck... And we struggled with the same exact thing with the Islanders. Their speed and forecheck absolutely destroyed us. Matthew Barzell did whatever he wanted with the puck, and so did Nick Suzuki. And let's not kid ourselves, folks. Like a lot of, I see a lot of people saying, "Well, oh, the Flyers just match up differently with Tampa." Dude, if we were playing Tampa right now, we'd be getting stomped. I'm sorry. Yeah, I agree. we're just getting stomped. Yeah. They, they are playing like the reason why Columbus was able to take advantage of, like they rattled them with the physicality and the gritty hockey. Like they have guys, they have Pat Maroon. Barkley Goudreau, Blake Holman, Paquette. Like, they have gritty guys. They do. And, like, they play like they play with heart. They like, play with grit. Their gritty guys are good. And they have skill. They have grit. They have skill. They have goaltending. They have defense. Hopefully points okay. They have, dude, they have Hedman, McDonough, Sergeyev. Like, that, like, unfair. Bogosian. Luke Shen isn't anything to, to get excited about, but yeah. he did beat the shit out of Matt Martin. That was pretty cool. So. Uh, Chernak. That guy beat the shit out of Matt Martin. Yeah, bro. Like, dude, <laughs> we would be getting stomped by Tim. Yeah, we were hundred. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it, maybe not eight two, maybe eight two. I don't know. <laughs> but like, dude, just seeing the way the Islanders fans all of Long Island got daggered last night in the final seven seconds, a wow. part of me was like, yeah, okay, I'm I'm happy I get to sit here and like laugh and like dance on their grave, the Islanders' grave. And um, not have to have it be my hockey team because that was would have sucked. But like they're there. <laughs> yeah, they're and there. We're not. We're... If they get swept though, I'm gonna be like, all right, cool. You can have that. We're on hole twelve right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, keep it, we're keeping it warm for them. They'll be there. Give it next ep- next podcast episode. We got yeah. the clubs. Keeping the on Amazon uh, Prime. Keep yeah, keeping the golf cart seat warm for you guys <laughs> for sure. Absolutely. See you on the fucking green. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's common. Yeah, that meme you sent me. Join us, Islanders. All <laughs> yeah, the team. Yeah. Look. That was so funny. Was One so of funny. our followers tweeted that. 
Dude, our followers got good ass. I love memes, our followers. Dude. I love I love this podcast, bro. It's been fun doing this again. Great year one. Gonna be an even better year two. Yeah. And uh articles are gonna We're gonna have great out. in between as well. We're gonna have a great in between. Uh drafts coming. It doesn't seem like he wants to ship his picks. He might, like like you said, might be might, might be hiding his cards. Poker right now, yeah. dude. Hiding his but, fucking cards. You never know with Chuck. We, we, that's the thing. Like we don't know Chuck. <laughs> yeah. Like Chuck's we have, always... we have one off season offside. Yeah. Oh my God. Off season to go off of. What are you Canadian? Af- <laughs> Boston. <laughs> we, have, we have one off season, and uh, to go off of it, he just made like veteran depth moves. Really. Yeah. I mean, but... Niskan is not really a depth move. It's kind of like a top tier piece. In hindsight, but. <laughs> it's funny though. I, I I tweeted out. I was like, "This isn't your uh, Hextall fired," but he, he said exactly what Hextall was he saying did. too, I know. bro. Like I know. like if if you would have like gave me that quote and then like Hextall, I would be like, "Yeah." <laughs> yeah, but the thing is, Hextall said. See, like we have Faraby Connecting Heart playing. Hextall would make that quote after we just watched Yuri Latera log twenty two <laughs> minutes, Andrew McDonald log twenty four minutes, like, Thompson would have been Schultz the log sixteen minutes, yeah. like. Yeah. That, that you, I'm not changing anything with that. Like, like it's different Andy now. Androp would have been playing like game seven, seed. bro. Yeah, <laughs> the Androp would have been playing in that series. It's different now, like being a first seed. Like, if you if you say, "Oh, let's run it back when you're first seed," that's cool. If you say, "Let's run it back when you have Yuri Latera uh, shifting in and out of your top six and then bottom six, then that's <laughs> just, a problem. He just scored four goals to open I up. I saw that. Good for KHL him. Good for him. <laughs> Don't get any life ideas. Life of the party. Chuck. Don't get any idea. Definitely the life of the fucking party. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, we should wrap this one up. Yes. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at Chris Stumps. Follow me at TLY Danny. Follow us on the main at the Liberty Yell. Give us the good rating on iTunes. Hit up Design Tree slash Liberty Yell for some merch. Code TLY10 for 10 off. Support the boys. <laughs> yes, please. Sir. Let's go Bolts, baby. Let's go Let's Bolts. Let's fucking go Bolts. Let's Fuck go Long Chiefs. Island. Poverty franchise. Go Chiefs. <laughs> go Birds. Go Birds. Fuck the Marlins. And one more thing. Go for